Yeah, we're live, uh, and hopefully this is working for you. Um, if it is, uh, you can let us know in the chat. I know Amber is always checking the chat, so. Um, yeah, good Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Drawing for Tattooers um, on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Um, Reinventing the Tattoo uh, is a community where we encourage tattooers, apprentices, and the curious all to join us on these live and uh, streamed events. Um, uh, our, our aim is to inspire and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. Uh, so with, uh, we've been beaming out nearly every single day. And with your help, we've evolved into a quality network of amazing live and on-demand uh, art and tattoo-related shows. Uh, you can find more at reinventingthetattoo.com. So uh, on that note, I'm going to see if I can't share my screen with you. Yeah. This one. Oh. Excellent. Right, so um, you can find the Reinventing the Tattoo app on all the major app stores, uh, such as the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store. We also have a Roku page, so you can uh, find that at uh, reinventingthetattoo.com backslash Roku. Um, we also have a podcast so you can find uh, Reinventing the Tattoo on all your favorite podcast directories, Apple, Spotify. But no matter where you're getting your Reinventing the Tattoo from, you can always find the latest and greatest here at reinventingthetattoo.com. Uh, and then we have a number of weekly staple shows. Uh, and I'll scroll down here so we can check those out. Uh, and then here at the bottom of the of the main page on reinventing, you'll find the event schedule. Uh, so on Sundays at 1 p.m., um, we have the Skill Building Sundays Drawing Group hosted by Jason Leeser. On uh, Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern, we have Drawing for Tattooers. That's this show. You've made it. At 11 a.m. on Mondays, we have the Tattoo Weekly. At 5 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, we have Let's Talk About Feelings. And then at 9 p.m. Eastern on Mondays, we have uh, the subscribers exclusive drawing group. Um, so it's a very busy day on Mondays. Um, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. we have the Tattoo Now show. And at, on Thursdays at 6 p.m. we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast. So um, we'd like to take a minute and... Uh, thank our sponsors. Right, so uh, Tattoo Now. Tattoo Now is a technology for tattooers of all levels. Uh, they have uh, CRM software, they have uh, upgrades and mailing lists. So uh, if you want to take your uh, communication to the next level, uh, check out TattooNow.com. Ask for Gabe. Uh, TattooNow.com also has an incredible uh, gallery component to it, so it will can hold all of your uh, high-resolution images. Um, 
It's very cool. So check out Tattoo now. Um, and uh, jump to uh, my site, Tattooing Wisdom. You can uh, learn more about me and you can also set up appointments um, if you're uh, wanting to get some tattoos or if you want to buy some artwork. Um, so yeah, tattooingwisdom.com, that's me. Uh, oh yeah, we're going to be live at Hell City. Drawing for Tattooers will be there. Uh, Jason Leeser will be there. Fawn Baker. Kyle Bernstein will be there. The whole Reinventing Gang will be at uh, Hell City. Um, Gabe will be doing some uh, seminars and stuff. So, um, so if you are interested in attending any of these, uh, you, can, you can find out more at reinventingthetattoo.com. Um, oh yeah, Sandy McAndrew and Bruno are going to be there tattooing, <coughs> so uh, you can get your tattoos done. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I just talked to Gabe, and um, he is asking if we want to do uh, drawing for tattooers at the Paradise Gathering in October. So I'm super excited for that. Um, that's brand new, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, and last but not least, um, it wouldn't be reinventing without Guy Atchison. So a big thank you to Guy Atchison for being the founder and inspiration behind the reinventing community. You can learn more about Guy Atchison uh, by visiting GuyAtchison.com, where you can view his gallery. You can buy oil paintings, original oil paintings. You can buy custom prints, as well as tattoo machines and other uh, tattoo and art educational content. So, um, yeah, that is going to do it. So thank you, everybody, for uh, thank you everybody for coming. It's, it's great to see you all. Um, happy Monday. Cheers. Happy Monday, guys. Happy Monday. So... So what's new? Um, anybody uh, working on anything exciting? Um, any fun projects you want to like to share? Don't you all speak at once? <laughs> can I can I get a critique? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll try. We'll try our best. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Be picky, please. Please. Make sure OBS is on. Oh, dang it. Okay, so that's going cool. What if you what if we saw it and we all oh oh that's really nice. Let me uh spotlight. Cool. I just want to make sure like all the Venus flytraps are like legible, but I don't know. I'm just kind of playing this game of back and forth with it. So I was just seeing if you guys had any, any, any insights on it. Or I, just, okay. I would just quit now, Kyle. Just give up. That's it. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Right. I'll, scrap it. I'll scrap it. So <laughs> No, it's amazing. Um, um I will ahead. say that, uh, 
Um, I didn't actually know that they were Venus flytraps until you just said it. Okay. Um, but now I totally see them. Um, okay. But I feel like maybe because don't they have a little bit of red in their mouths? Yeah. I think that might maybe like some muted muted red might be yeah, something cool. you you might be able to take them some of that magenta out of the chin. Yeah, that makes sense, and I, I would be able to use that to help like you know organize stuff a little bit better. Sure, it's not all jumbled mess. Yeah. Yeah, that was just my yeah, thought. it'll give you more discernible edges. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, cool. That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Where's it going? Uh, I don't know yet. It's just a design I'm going to be putting out um, to oh, see cool. if I can get somebody to get it. So, I like the design. I really do. I really like the design, like the composition. Like, it, I mean, I it looks like being traps. I have three of them. Oh, cool! Hey, Flo, you have a foreground, a background. Uh, yeah, I mean, the eye is really piercing. It does kind of seem to get a little cluttered around the forehead, like the, the right eye area. Mm -hmm. I think you might have some, you know, you, you might spend a lot of time in that area. Do you feel like that, Kyle? Yeah, that's 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 my issue. It's just like it's just like it's seems like a jumbled mess to me. And I'm just having, oh, okay. Um because yeah, it's like it's cluttered, and I I like how it's like all the Venus flytraps are together, but like with all the teeth and trying to have stuff over a lab and this that and the other thing, it just I feel like it kind of gets lost. Like all the detail gets lost because there's so much going on, and you can't read. Okay, it. I would say that I don't, and and I would I don't know the answer to that, but I'm I'm glad that we're both kind of seeing the same thing. That kind of makes me feel good. Um, mm -hmm. But. Uh, I would probably just put some negative, negative space, like some air, you know what I'm saying? Something kind of flowing mm -hmm. to, to kind of break that up. What do you think, guys? You might get just do like one or two less and make them a little bit bigger. On that I was spot. thinking the same thing. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely do that. I think yeah, the, the personal preference, I think it looks great, man. But um, yeah, maybe uh, just like make them a little bit bigger in that spot. That's all I got. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea. Because yeah, that uh, way you can bring one closer. You could bring like one closer and then pull the rest in the back and then maybe yeah. have them like a little muted out a little bit. Yeah. I think that would help it out a lot because then like, because a lot of the, the value is all the same. So it's all kind of flat. Um, so mm. I have a bigger one and then have like a distinguished distinguishable bigger one that's a bit darker and then the one's yeah, back a bit lighter right, I, think. I think the bottom the bottom right where that chin is you got like three right there i think mm -hmm. really good size and you can really see the edges of them and things like that so okay okay uh, cool that's great thank you guys thank you yeah dude. it looks fucking rad bro Thank you, sir. Yeah, I really love the concept. Thank you. Do you, um, how do you, because uh, let's just talk about the anatomy of the face for a quick second. Like, I really like that nose. Uh -huh. Like, how the 
God, that nose is really nice. Um, because how I just really like how the um, the ambient light is just kind of bouncing off the top lip and just yeah, it, it looks like you took some time on that. I don't know if you did, but <laughs> oh yeah, 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 no, I I, I did it. Um, yeah. So just just trial and error, man. You know, um, mm-hmm. I like the 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 side. Um, just like little things. Um, just like those little spots of like light just to help like that show that that one part of the nose protrudes a little bit more. Um, definitely, definitely. Ooh, helps. I didn't see that. What? Because you have those like little, I'm little spots on your nose. They're right there. That I was just thinking about, but I don't know. Maybe it's actually a bit closer than what I thought, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, just like little things like that help sell it. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do to practice faces? Like, what do you? Um, I mean, you're good at it. How do you? How did you? What do you do? Give me a secret. Um, one of your secrets. Let's see how I handled this one. Uh, so I just keep it loose. Let me zoom in a little bit. Um, but it's like a uh, form drawing is, oh, come on, stick through all that. But I, start no, I want really, to see all of this, this is dope. Start really loose, just like general shapes and shades. Well, that looks so bright on the screen. Um, but yeah, it's just like slowly just build everything up. Like I'm not really worried about like the detail, just more like shape and placement. Um, and then I just, you know, kind of build up from that to where it's just like just random shapes. I so would just like to say that the fact that you drew the face just out of the top of your head uh, is very impressive. And I desire with my whole heart to get to that level of being able to render the, the face. Yeah, I have, um, I have a reference. The, the one thing that's helped me out with faces immensely as well is studying uh, the planes of the face. Mm. Um, I still go back over it because I'm still like lacking in certain areas when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. The planes has definitely helped me out a lot. Yeah. 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 Planes of the face is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just start, you know, just start slow and then build everything up, you know. Bro, what you think about leaving the, what do you think about leaving the eye white? Um, well, let's see. Because I saw it white and I was like, that's kind of dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, huh? It's, it's, it's weird how that kind of brightens up the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much dark around it that it helps it bring it out, huh? Yeah, Get rid of that shadow. And now you can, now you might not even have to worry about the, uh, the other side because now it really brings the focus to the face and then you know maybe you can well and mm-hmm. i guess yeah, like using that to your advantage to where like there's certain areas to where it's just like there's so much going on that you, the brain just doesn't even like really pay attention to it it, it quits it, yeah. it quits yeah yeah 
He doesn't even see it. Um, but this, I don't know, it's just something about this that just is really pulling me in. Um, for some reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Like, there's just so much dark around it to have that that white eye. Yeah, it's really dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that just did something too. The the first one looked made it look like she was looking at me. This one makes it look like she's I'm looking at her. Oh shit. That's just that's just the, my body responding. I'm just kind of articulating the way my body feels looking that's at a, the piece. That's a, that's a cool perspective though. Mm -hmm. You know, so like the whole like the having your character that you're drawing or whatever. Are they looking at you or are you looking at them? You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, no, this is yeah, this is, this is dynamic. Cool. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, sir. All right. Those were all really great critiques. Um, and I think, um, yeah, there's a lot you could take from it, you know? Uh, but at the mm -hmm. same time, uh, I think the general sen sentiment was that uh, it's very successful already. It, it's very... Um, uh it works on many levels um so i you know it's it's interesting it's like um sometimes pieces are done you know what i mean and yeah. then it's like you you may revisit it later and try you know and do a different composition or something like that um so i don't know i i, I guess it's like uh you know do you dismantle this one and try other stuff or you know or you just tweak it slightly you know, just and then call this one completed and move on. That's always a that's always you know it's always uh, a difficult sort of discernment to make. Um, yeah, but I think that I think you know uh, I think that that suggestion of putting a little bit of red that would kind of separate the different you know the open mouth versus the bottom plane or whatever of mm -hmm. of each one. I think that's really that that was a really good call. Mm -hmm. um, and then also, uh, I really enjoyed the um, the time lapse, and you showed, of course, like uh, that you were you were dealing with the planes of the head, but there was also this real uh, you know emphasis on the shadow shapes, right? Mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the shape of the of the the orbital socket, mm -hmm. you just sort of blocked that in. So mm -hmm. again, it's a, it is a plane, but it's but it's a shape where the eye is going to go. So rather than starting off with the, you know, with the eyelash or something like that, <laughs> that's, that's what you want to see. You know what I mean? You want to see that. You want to get to the details. Yeah. Rather than that, you kind of started off with this, uh, with a, you know, much more sort of simplified shadow shape. And then it, I th think that was, uh, it led to this really great um, rendering. So go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, no, you're, you're great, man. I don't even remember if I was going to say anything. So, <laughs> I actually have a suggestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you see that open Venus flytrap that's down near her nose? Okay. When you rework that area to get to, you know, simplify it some, if you were to bring that up, it would mimic a open eye. Oh, huh. Yeah, that'd be cool. With the eyelashes oh. and everything. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'll have to mess around with that. Amber. Yeah, because I could basically flip the one that's like above it to the right. I could flip those two. 
and have mm. that love it. And then that one right there. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna try that out. That's gonna oh, be that cool. would be a great idea, actually. Yeah. This up there. Perfect. Yeah. All all great insights, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Yes, I love the concept. It really is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Uh, so, Stephen, I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> you just shared a few new of uh, your new pieces with me. Um, can we check those out? Can you share those with us? Uh, sure. Um, I don't know what the best way. I don't know how to get it on the on the screen. Uh, I might be able to do it. Um, I hate to. I'm not trying to be a pain in your butt over it. No, 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 no. Um, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can wrangle these up. So. I haven't posted them online yet because I haven't. Uh, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted the guy at the store to see it before, like in person, before he saw it on a post. He's not going to see it on here. All right. Well, let's. Um, Let's see if I can't uh, share this. All right. So here are three things. Let's check out this. This is Stephen's new work. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Thanks. That's supposed to be like a portion of Gotham City. Oh, cool. Where, where is, where is that? Did you say? Like where? I, I see. Like, this is a diorama that I just completed for toys. That's dope. Dang, painted that. That's so cool. Oh boy. This is Gotham City. This part of your Yeah. No, no. So it's just the back. Okay. Oh, but this is okay. This is not the street. This is the. Yeah, look at the beams and stuff. I don't see any, you know, I don't see. Did you paint the street part? All right, so the street art is a diorama that I upcycled. I bought a diorama set for myself and had an extra piece, so I didn't produce that. But I did produce the background on my iPad, and then um, I printed it off. I just got a plotter printer, so I printed off my printer. Um, it's uh, on foam. Then it's got a protective plastic barrier on it to make it uh, moisture-resistant and scratch-resistant. And the lights, um, they have uh, warm and cool settings on them and a dimming setting as well. That's rad. Thanks. Very cool. Um, mm -hmm. There. 
Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so here's the here it is with the warm and the cool. Neat. And just another view. Right, yeah, there um it's just it's just a really nice like presentation, I think. So it'll be interesting to see Absolutely. what uh, what comes in. all right so this is the actual object itself yeah it's just got the list before i installed the lights they're just kind of sitting inside of it but the you can oh. see the, yeah you can see the frame on the front of it mm -hmm. sense. yeah and then so there's like a there's like an exterior wrapping that you did as well and there's like more details of this yeah that's that's before the frame went on it so it's got a frame on it obviously now mm -hmm. Glare is pretty horrendous. And it's wrapped on four sides. That looks great. Thank you. Oh, I love that. So it hangs flush on a wall. It's got a French cleat on the back, and it'll hang without seeing any sort of hardware or anything like that. <clears throat> and, and you printed all of that? Uh, no, uh, those that I printed the backdrop, some of it I'm going to print myself, some of it I'm going to uh, upcycle, but those are all upcycled uh, DC comics that I cut apart and laid out collage. Okay. So did this is to let it happen, or did you, would you, would you, did you plan it in any way as far as uh, the... I, I had to plan it because otherwise, like, the faces were covered up, uh, strangely or something like that so um i planned it out the best i could it i spent eight hours um on the exterior of this box hmm. but that was like cutting planning um getting everything on there it's got uh two coats of um like finish on it to it's like a scratch resistant finish on it uh, it's not scratch proof but you know try to protect it the best i can mm -hmm. the goal would be to sell people multiples of these and they would put them on a wall and then the top could be used as a shelf to display more stuff underneath you know and another you know have them stacked up basically one above another and then i could install lights as well on the bottom of them to shine on the shelf below if that makes sense mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's um. Thank you so much. It was uh. It was really thank cool. you. Yeah, really good, cool getting to see that um, the newest project from you. Uh, hey, good morning, Jason Leeser. Yeah, it's <laughs> just so to have you. Hey guys. Oh shit, Jason, what's happening? What's going on, everyone? Uh, hey, did you make that? I thought I'd jump in today. Um, 
got a whole bunch of stuff going on though so i don't know how long i'm going to be able to be on but um i've got a number of different calls with a couple of fine art galleries here in pennsylvania today trying to work on a venue for a rather large art show that is looking like it's gonna be awesome it's Um, it's gonna be an art show what kind of art show a uh, fine art show. Um, it's going to be focused on uh, full body suit uh, paintings and drawings, uh, mm. artist choice and mediums uh, on a standardized template. Um, but part of the reason why I wanted to jump in today is because I wanted to get some feedback from everyone. Um, just seeing what what mediums people like to work with, what what surfaces do you like to work with and work on. Um, you know, I'm starting to get in, move into phase two of this project. So I'm starting to get some feedback about, you know, if you had your choice of mediums um, outside of digital, you know, all analog, all by hand, if you had your choice of medium, what would you prefer to work on? Um, do I have my own canvas? Get them a choice yes. of canvas too? I would choose Sharpie marker and a human body. Okay. Outside of a human body, let's let's try to think like something I can roll up and and mail. Oh, right. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um. I mean, if if I might be able to talk to a coroner's office somewhere and see if we can arrange for some human skin, but that (laughs) might get a little creepy. Might start to smell after a while too, so we might. Yeah, and there's that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you. Flesh thing. So I I was thinking something like um, hot press paper, which is usually pretty good for both graphite and charcoal, pencil, uh, any number of aqueous media, and um, like a, a nice medium weight canvas, like gessoed canvas, uh, for people that would prefer to paint. Um, but I'm also open to other ideas. Like, does anyone have like a preferred surface that you like to paint on or draw on, um, you know, and when you're working analog? Or just uh, paper with um, oil pastels. Cold yeah, press? like a 98 pound paper. Something with a nice tooth to it. Um, analog, I guess it would just be the good old mechanical pencil and printer paper, you know? Okay. Old reliable. Yeah. I like charcoal, but I feel like that might not lend itself so well to drawing a bodysuit, you know? Honestly, I think you'd be surprised. Yeah. You could get some. Like, but so what I have envisioned is like a standardized template, um, which I've got all together. And I was actually planning on investing and buying all of the paper, all of the canvas and everything like that, getting standardized templates set out for each artist that was planning on participating, rolling them up, mailing them out with a return label saying, do what you do, you know, and seeing what people come up with, you know, what are, what are the different perspectives much like, and I was watching the show a little bit earlier on YouTube, much like with the, um, the eye, right. So some people could leave it open and they could leave it white and some people could black it out and make it look a little bit more dark and creepy. You know, everyone's got a little bit of a different take, right? If I said, 
you know, if I went to a thousand different artists and said, draw me a rose, I'd get a thousand different roses. Uh So just seeing what people come up with, where their mind takes them when they've got, say you have a hypothetical client that comes to you and says, I love your work. I have an unlimited budget. I want a bodysuit. Imagine. Just imagine. No, you have free reign to ever style, whatever type of work you want, in whichever way you want, black and gray, color, doesn't matter. But I want a bodysuit from you of you know, something completely original that you've come up with, you know, and I want you to run with an idea. There's nothing that's out of bounds. There's nothing that's, you know, uh, nothing that's taboo, nothing. You have no restrictions on subject matter. What do you come up with? Um, I, I mean, your ideal, think your ideal client, right? What would you draw? What would you paint? What what would you design for this individual that's literally giving you an entire body to work with? From their collar line to their wrist to their ankle. Mm. You know, what would you do? What kind of design would you come up with? The only thing that I would, uh, that I could say here you know that i think is probably likely true for all of us it, it's like you know in this hypothetical situation we have this vacuum right there's like a, there's right. nothing there's a void of nothingness like how do you fill it and it's impossible so you'd have to set some parameters right for yourself good good and this good, is where i think good. you come in as far as your art show you know like you set the parameters you know like you you know it's good to get feedback and stuff but you're going to make the call this is the you know you're leading the show um you decide what medium you want everybody to use you know i think this this is the parameter you're setting for everybody because you want something fresh something new for everybody you know to to do and something that i always really enjoyed you know like uh, teaching classes um teaching art classes was was watching uh, the elegant ways that the students would come up and sort of circumventing my rules. <laughs> you know? Coming up with ways true. around true, whatever true. it was I told them to do. You know, like, oh, you know, use a number two pencil and you know, so on and so forth. You know, so you're- but all I have is a 4B. Right, oh, there's all these ways right. that you, you get around, you know, like once, there's, once there is this obstacle, you know, the obstacle is the thing. Right, and so um, you know, it, it, that's what generates probably whatever it is that comes out of it, because it's like it's in, it'd be impossible, I think, and and you know to what you know like what do you do if you have no idea, you know if you don't have any idea either, you know um, it, that's a metaphor, right? Like the, the client yeah. wants you to do whatever. It's like well, then you come up with the with the parameters. If they come up with something specific. Then likely the you know you're you're gonna try to come up with an elegant way to get around what uh, they tell you to do, um, so you can uh, get you know, so you can do what it is that you want to do. Um, but that's 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 where I, I that's where I think um, that's what's going to be beautiful about this about this concept of this show, Jason. It's uh, um, 
whatever it is that you come up with, it'll be really, that'll be the fun part is sort of finding, you know, watching how people, um, they, they, uh, rise to the occasion or they, you know, the sort of, right. what are their answers to your, um, to the challenge, bodysuit in a particular medium. And then, yeah, whatever style that they like, you know, I think that's the, you bring your style and stuff and that's the, those would be the ingredients that will make something really, really cool. So. Yeah, I, I've always found that I have like the exact opposite problem. I always have so many different ideas that I would love to do and just no one to ever tattoo them on. But well, you, one you day, build it one and day. they will come. I've heard that somewhere. True. <laughs> oh, I've, I've got, I've got bodysuits I've drawn out and had sitting on my ipad for a couple of years you know um what you and i mean they yeah, <laughs> no. i'm all about it i'm all about it i've done a few back pieces um i've done i'm in the process in the middle of doing a full frontal on my friend sarah um and that was like the most difficult thing i've ever done um just working with the different parts of anatomy and how that can totally interrupt your design process um you know, like if you're doing a lady's head, right, on the stomach area, how do you position it to work around the belly button? Right? Because that belly button is going to create natural shadows and natural curves. It's going to create a natural impression in whatever design you create. So how do you deal with that and how do you work with that when you've got a design that's set, that, hypothetically speaking, has a lot of open space? Where would you crop ahead, right? Because the bust line is going to create a natural shadow. <clears throat> That's automatically going to change that form in that spot. So these are all like different types of design and composition things that like I'm constantly, like I was up until three o'clock in the morning last night, literally laying in bed, staring at the ceiling going, if I had a client that came to me that wanted something like this and this kind of an area, how would I do that to counter, you know, this and this and this, and how would I work with that? And, um, you know, so it's like my mind's constantly turning in that way. And for me, that's part of the challenge is coming up with a full composition that works well with the human body in that aspect right? Because it's not your ideal proportions. It's very, very tall and very skinny. You know, ideally what I'm looking at for size would be uh, two feet by five feet, um, which is pretty big. Um, most artists I know don't work that big, you know, but coming up with, you've got two skinny areas, you know, that are pretty tall that are taking up a decent chunk of the area how do you get that to look right when you've got this bigger portion that's a bit wider up above that? And now you've got these two skinny areas coming off the side as well. So how do you get everything to look right? You know, how would you compose a piece so that it, it would flow well and be pleasing to the eye, but still be cohesive together? You know? These are, these are what, this is what I go to sleep thinking about at night, by the way, I'm not thinking everyone should because it, I've lost so much sleep over stuff like this. It's ridiculous. 
but it's something that, that I thought might be an interesting concept for artists out there to see, where would you put this? How could you do this? If you had such available space and your possibilities could be endless, you know, maybe I should come up with like a, a, a theme like um, bodies of nature, or bodies of water, get it, body, body, you know, haha, ha, um, <laughs> you know, or like bodies of art, right? Everything has to be fine art related, art supplies, tubes of paint, pencils, whatever. I think that could be cool. Um, you know, and just seeing what maybe you have like a whole bunch of comic book cells in the background and you've got some pencils and pens strewn about, uh, maybe some ink splatter where, uh, you know, uh, an illustration brush hit the paper and like splattered all over something that could be cool. Um, you know, maybe having all of those kind of like moving off and receding down one leg uh, you know, maybe just having one giant pencil or pen coming up on the other leg, or maybe it's like a, a, a pinstripe brush. You know, this is why I'm saying, like, I've got all of these ideas, you know, I just like need to have people to actually tattoo them on is a different story. But that's why I figured an art show would be a great outlet for people that have ideas that they would love to do that maybe don't have people to tattoo them on just yet. You know, it's also great for advertising and being like, hey, if you're looking for a bodysuit, here's what I can do. Um, yeah, it's going to take you about four years to complete it if you come in once a month, but it'll get done and it'll look like this. Um, there was a real great series a few years, and it's many years ago now, but uh, I, I believe it's called uh, Suits Made to Fit. Yes, I have that book, and that was right. my primary inspiration behind this. And I've had this idea since I got that book in the early 2000s, and it, it's amazing. And there's a, a group out in Australia that's doing the same thing. So it's like, you know, maybe one day I can cross the Pacific and we could do like one big, like global, like bodysuit art show. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, in fact, I already talked to a couple of people out in Australia and they said that they would be interested in participating as well. So it's turning into be a pretty big international event. Um, got a couple of guys from Canada as well roped in that expressed interest. So it should be fun. That's awesome. But um, what I'm hearing is like, I should come up with like a possible theme or some kind of like subject matter constraints to work within. Um, maybe an overarching concept for the show as opposed to giving more free reign? Is that some good um, feedback? I mean, I, I guess what I, what I, so just simply what I found really interesting about your, you know, what you were saying was that you were going to have a, a template for people to use a generic mm -hmm. sort of shape and then a, and then a particular surface for everybody to work on and then i think after that it's I, I think after that then it is kind of a free reign situation like you know the again the, the hypothetical like anything goes it would require you know like somebody has to somebody has to bring a theme to it you have to have some you know you have to have some theme that you're going to work on um and so uh I mean, you could try to come up with a theme that everybody's gonna, you know, 
the theme is body a couple things one of them you know what i mean but the other one might be like what are what is everybody gonna you know do um you could do that i i i'm not sure uh you know like that's what do you all think we can you know we can all have an opinion here i think that's a great idea um because as soon as you you know as soon as you asked us initially what would you do um i i just kind of i just went blank you know my Mm -hmm. job as as a tattoo artist has always been to get do what the client wants uh you give me something and i will turn that into something else um so just like um uh, mr wisdom said if if maybe there's just like a list of a whole lot of stuff you know what i mean that you can maybe choose from that would be good like maybe like prompts i think that i think the human brain would do better um if you were to kind of get prompts and and it and 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 i'm just suggesting this in the case that if you're inviting a lot of people you know what i'm saying like you know a lot of artists i think that would be the best way to do it give uh examples of themes like nature mechanic biomechanic you know, um, portraiture, uh, Greek mythology, Egyptian mythology, you know, just things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I think that would be very helpful. I really like okay. bodies on bodies. I thought that was clever. You know what mm. I mean? Bodies on bodies, like you said. And then, like, then again, like Spirit was saying, like, you can just run with it. You know, like, what is, right. you know, like, what when I say the word, you know, bodies, like, what do you think of? And so somebody may say, well, I was thinking of a lake or I was thinking of actual, like, you know, a cemetery or something like that, you know, <laughs> like whatever you think. Yeah. That's, you know, that would be uh, this, maybe that, that would be, be nice. Right? The you title, to- I like that. Like the title of the event be the theme, like bodies on body. Like as soon as you said that, I was like, ooh, I could do a whole Renaissance thing or ooh, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. What if you get um bodies of water what if you gave them the template and a size that they had to match it to and just let them put it on whatever they want it i mean you could i could easily do that i think what i was trying to do was cut down on cost of shipping for each artist um so if i have an artist that wants to go out and say they want to work on um you know linen canvas right which is insanely expensive um I'll be more than happy to give them the template and they can, I can give them instructions where to go, how to print it out, to scale, to size, so that it's a standardized size for each artist. Um, and then they can go through and transfer it however they want to transfer it and use whatever they want to use. They want to use wood panel, that's fine, but that's going to cost a fortune to ship out. You know, so what I'm trying, I was trying to come up with some kind of like a, a loose medium, uh, rolled canvas, rolled paper, um, something of that nature, just so that it could very easily be rolled back up once it was finished and fixed down. And then with a return label on the tube, all you have to do is stick it back in the tube, put it back in the mail, and you're good. Right. It cuts down on shipping and cost for everyone except for me but i'm i've already kind of resigned myself to paying for that so as part of the art show and getting people involved in it because what i really want to try to exhibit is artwork 
You know, I don't want artists to really have to try to worry about, okay, well, I'd love to sign up for this art show, but how do I ship this gorgeous, you know, huge oil painting that I did on plywood? Um, how do I ship this out there and not spend several hundred dollars doing, it? you know, whereas if it's in a cardboard tube, it's very easy, you know, literally roll it back up, throw it in the mail and you're done. Um, when you start trying to ship bigger pieces at, you know, if, if you're look, if you've got a wood crate, basically you have to ship an oil painting in, say it's still drying or it's still wet or anything like that. You don't want anything to touch the surface, which means building a crate around the painting and then shipping that usually via freight, which is insanely expensive if you've ever shipped anything via freight. Because you have to go through, drop it off, semi-truck picks it up, they throw it in the back bed, and then literally a semi will drop it off wherever, at whatever location. Um, I've done that once or twice with different things like picture frame molding. Um, you know, when you buy, you know, 100 plus feet of picture frame molding, and it comes in eight foot length, it's going to come via freight. You know, it's not going to be shipped via ups because they literally don't have the capacity for it so i was just trying to cut down on cost but i'm more than happy to provide uh you know procreate templates photoshop templates um you know analog templates on just flat paper uh whatever you know people want that's up to them if they want to do that and pay for shipping on their own but I was trying to eliminate that cost for each artist. Um, I figure the more I can do for the artists, such as framing, I already have a buddy of mine who does framing. Um, I've already talked to him about it. And he's like, if you buy the materials, I will assemble 52 foot by five foot frames for you. Um, so framing, pretty easy. I've already got that figured out. And then that way that can stay a standardized size because I really want to try to get people to focus on the art itself as opposed to, oh, this one's got a really nice frame or, um, you know, oh, I really like the way that this person did this and how they did it on plywood and then they cut it out of plywood, um, you know, so that's their piece there, but it's not framed. It's just kind of hanging up on the wall. I really wanted to try to get people to focus on here's a two-dimensional flat plane with a window to a body, here's what the possibilities could be. And just to really try to have them focus more down on art as opposed to different presentations and stuff like that. Now, some people may turn around and say, well, yeah, but this is the way that I like my art to be. You know, if they like their art cut out on plywood, that's fine, I'm awesome, yes. If you want to do that and ship it, by all means, I will display it. Um, but like I said, I was trying to cut down on cost and try to keep things a little bit more standard to keep the focus more on what people create as opposed to their presentation of what it is they create. If that it all makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, it does make sense. I think um, I just, uh, I, I am, I'm so uh, excited about your, you know, about this project. And um, I, 
you know, I, I, I would love to see, I'd love to see it. I think it sounds amazing. My only, um, the only thing that comes to mind, and I'm so negative, it's just like, it sounds like trying to herd cats. Like, <laughs> very much so. Do this huge very project much so. and have it on time, you know, it's kind of like, ah. I, I think, um, I think that like, you are, you've got the patience of a saint, you know what I mean, already, so. But it, it might be, uh, you know, just like build in a little cushion, you know what I mean? Just like the of time like, <laughs> between like when things I, are going to go. And, and when <clears throat> so if if everything comes together mm-hmm. and all of the cats do end up moving in the <laughs> same direction and, you know, the the clouds open up and the rays of light shine down and right. everything goes to plan. Mm-hmm. Um I'm looking to give everyone a minimum of nine months to come up with something, you know, and that gives me a three month buffer time to get people last minute people. Like if I say the deadline is March 1st, I'm going to have people that are like, yo, just put it in the mail on March 1st. It's going to take two months to get there. (laughs) Cool. Not a problem. It's in the mail. We're good. You know, have as long as it shows fake. up yeah. within two weeks before the show, yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, you got um, this. But there's still a lot I need to figure out, like venue space, wall space at the venue. Um, and I kind of want to do it formal style. So, you know, suits and ties and, you know, nice dresses, like a nice formal, like hoity-toity upper class, you know, art show opening only there are going to be people there with Liberty spike and, you know, stuff like that and should be a, a pretty interesting time. And if it goes well in Philadelphia, I want to do the next one in New York city. So um, I've already started looking at galleries in New York for, you know, a potential second show. And if it goes well in New York, then I'll take the show on the road and I'll do another one out in LA or San Diego um, you know, maybe even one in Austin or one at Hell City. I can try to get everything together and boxed up and shipped out to do like a whole gallery display at Hell City, um, which I think would be awesome. But yes, once again, it, there's a lot that's going into this um, as far as logistics are concerned. If, if it's Hell City, that's fine. I can run a U-Haul and literally pack up all the frames get everything back out there to Hell City, that's fine. That's an eight-hour, 10-hour drive. It's not bad. Um, LA is going to be a bit of a different story if I do that. New York's two hours away from me. Fine. Not a problem. I can drive everything up there myself. It's not an issue. Um, you know, But LA is going to be a bit of a different story. But if I get a good response at the one in Philly and it starts to build momentum, I definitely want to do one in New York after that. Um, because I think that would really help bring a lot of focus to the fine art aspect behind tattooing. And that's my ultimate goal. That's what I want to illustrate to people is that this is fine art. There are fine artists out there that do tattoos. You, you don't just have to pick something off of Pinterest. You know I, I like I mean? that. I, yeah. I like that comparison. I was thinking uh, yeah. the same thing, you know, in the age of, of uh you know of pinterest tattoos all right so we're saying that uh you know uh almost with a negative valence but you know a lot of us a lot of us are really sort of uh you know we should be grateful 
you know, should be so lucky. Yeah. You, do, you know, it does, it does pay the bills, but that you really want to sort of uh, foreground this practice of, you know, the bodysuit. Um, Cause it's, it's not, it's certainly uh, like you said, it's something you want to do. Um, there's probably, you know, it's probably a lot of tattooers who would love to be in that, in that world, but it's a, it's a different, it's a, it's a different world. You know what I mean? To find that, that crowd of people that are into it. And, so I think this is, uh, again, as my hat goes off to you, like, you know, this is a great way, I think, of, of you know, sort of reinvigorating that conversation and, uh, you know, sort of showing, like, you know, what is the contemporary uh, approach? It's a very, you know, it's a very old, you know, uh, form, right? The, the whole body. Right. Everything is, you know, everything is, is sort of thematized around, you know, something... It's cohesive for the entire body. Um, you kind of have to plan it all at once. You know what I mean? You have to execute it all at once. It really has to it has to be that way. So, um, yeah. so it's uh, offered. Like you were talking about earlier, you were sort of referencing all of the, you know, the different contingencies. Like there's going to be a, you know, maybe this person is is a is a bigger person. Maybe they're a more slender person. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe they're like. Maybe they're they're way out of symmetry. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. all sorts of of, uh, of contingencies that bodies are going to have because they're you know everybody is different. Um, so like, how do you how do you come up with something that's going to like you know uh, flatter that body, but then also you know give you that give you the image, right? So you so you can like read so the image is legible enough that you can start to read it. Um, these are the things that I think, uh, you know, again, like, like, uh, doing these body suits and sort of talking about it, I think can be really, uh, can be really interesting conversation. It sounds like an awesome project, dude. So I'm like, you know, I'm, yeah. like, I'm it, jealous I didn't just, think of it myself. It's a, lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Just, I mean, I, I've never done a gallery show. I've never done a, an art exhibition. I've never put one together hmm. and it's way more work intensive than I originally thought you know, coming up with budgets, right? Like, um, how much money do you plan on spending for food and beverage? How much money do you plan on spending for shipping? What about materials? If you're going with standardized materials, you have to factor in that cost. How much is that going to run? And how much can you get out of, say, I buy a 51-inch roll of hot or cold-pressed paper, right? That's, um, I think each one is... each one's 10 yards, right? So if I'm doing a piece and I keep it a standard size of 24 inches wide by, you know, 60 inches tall, how many of those can I get out of one roll of paper? And then how many rolls of paper do I need to purchase in order to keep everything standardized, right? And then if I have someone that wants to work more on hot press because they prefer dry medium, Okay, well, how many of those do I need to create? Um, how much of a demand is there for that? How much of the demand is there for cold press? How much of a demand is there for canvas? Because if I buy a 60 inch tall roll of canvas, how many can I get out of that? You know, if that's say six yards instead of 10 yards, you know, how many different potential canvases can I get from that one roll? How much is that roll going to cost me in comparison to the paper? So like it's a whole bunch of just figuring stuff out.
Uh, you got. This and by the team. way, I'm I'm very yeah. sorry for like jumping in and hijacking the no, show. No, it's great. I, I, I was actually um, I was just thinking uh, maybe this would be a great time for you to you could talk about you're going to Hell City, and uh, you're doing a very special interview, aren't you? I I am doing a very special interview, um, and that is actually going to be right after Hell City. Okay, um, and right. yeah, so I'm I'm actually going to be running a lot of the the broadcasting um, and a lot of the live streams behind the scene at Hell City. Um, so I won't actually be there because I need to coordinate like a lot of different like uh, video stuff in the background and make sure everyone's got the right links to live stream from this and live stream from that. And so there's a lot more going on there. Um, so I'm, I'm actually physically not going to be there, but I will be there virtually. So it's going to be interesting, but I've got a, uh, an interview with San Diego tattoo artist, Terry Ribeira, uh, Monday, the 22nd, which is right after hell city. Um, Terry is a phenomenal fine artist. Um, I've been following his work and looking at his work since I was in high school, probably, probably, no, maybe it was early college, early 2000s. I've been following his career. Um, and, you know, he's been a major influence on a lot of things that I see and a lot of things I do, color palettes, compositions, um, you know, even just themes in his work that you can pick out. And it's, he's just absolutely phenomenal. And I, I was talking to him about, you know, maybe coming on and doing a live interview. Um, and he agreed to it. And I was like, uh, yes, this is going to be awesome. Um, I'm actually meeting with him in about two hours. We're going to go through and do a quick little intro video and talk about, you know, some questions to be asked and topics to be discussed. So should be a very fun, very interesting time. Um, but that's coming up on the 22nd at noon on the East Coast. And um, believe that's 9 a.m. on the West Coast. So it's uh, it's going to be a great interview. I already know that. So I can't wait. I'm excited. Sick. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, the, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, you know, let you promote and... Um... I appreciate it. Again, it's great having you on. It's great talking about your upcoming projects, the, you know, the art show. Um, yeah, keep us informed. Oh, I, uh, trust me, as I learn but, more, everyone's going to know more. I'm, I'm um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's something that, I mean, right now we're still kind of in the concept phase. Hmm. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out budgets and stuff like that. I had one venue picked out for a one night event and I estimated that was going to run me about $10,000. Um, so it's like, okay, well, if I can't get a financial backer for the one night event, you know, or a couple of financial backers, then it's like, okay, now I need to start looking at a possible different venue because most art galleries are already pretty much set with their exhibitions and like who, what artists they want to work with. So getting into an actual gallery is way more difficult to have them up for standard gallery showing where they're up for six weeks and people can come by and buy art and all that stuff. Uh, it's way more difficult to get into something like that than it is to like host your own event. Um, but it's also way more expensive and can lead to professional gallery showings um, at 
actual like galleries to create that kind of a buzz around it. So, and that's kind of what I'm hoping to do by this, you know, maybe do like a one or two night event, create that buzz around it, get into another gallery to actually start selling artwork that way. Um, and, you know, create this um, collective of artists that are out there that want to sell their work in professional galleries as fine artists, but maybe they don't necessarily know how to go about doing that, right? Because in the tattoo world, a lot of people aren't really educated in creating gallery exhibitions and how to sell your paintings and your drawings in a professional manner, you know, with the exception of like, oh, well, if I create my website and I get a big cartel page, I can just sell everything on that. And that's great. But if you really want to hit the market that's a little bit bigger and a little bit more broad, get into an actual gallery, you know, do a gallery show, get the art world interested in what you're doing, you know, and it's going to help take everything that you do to. I like the sound of that. That's cool. Cause I mean, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of one of the things that, you know, you can, you can retire on being a, you know, you know, an, an artist in that regard. You know, and I think that that's uh, something that a lot of us, you know, imagine ourselves. What do you think about that, Mr. Wisdom? I mean, because you, you know, you you got that type of, your paintings are like that. So, uh, I, so I, I agree with what Jason's saying. It's very tough to, to be into that, uh, that upper level. But I'll tell you what I saw this weekend uh, on Instagram. Uh, uh, Guy Atchison selling his landscape paintings at uh, like local, you know what I mean? He was just like local, like, you know, he had like a booth and there were Guy Atchison paintings. There were like these little landscapes and stuff that he was doing. And I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course, mm. you know, it's not too good for that shit. Like, you know, do it all. Right. But I think it's kind of like uh, um, you find where you fit, you know? So if you're, if your work is like, uh, you know, somehow deemed to be in that upper echelon of stuff. Um, you know, again, it's like, uh, you're, you're still, you're, you're competing, right? You're competing against others. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're going and selling them at the, you know, at the local, you know, the, at the local, uh, art, uh, art fair, again, you're doing what you love. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. love your job. You're, I mean, you're doing something amazing, because art is uh, art is absolute spirit. I mean, it is the thing that is uh, it kind of <laughs> it helps bring sort of uh, some meaning to this meaninglessness. And so, mm -hmm. uh, anyway, any art that you make, I think um, it's you're you're doing something that's you're doing something that's maybe not as appreciated, but it's still important. And so, um, anyway, yeah, and and like these sorts of moves where you know where you're uh trying to to build a community around like sort of like especially like sort of raising up other artists like jason's talking about you want to you know you want to like sort of open that space where and you can call that's, that's something you can cultivate like what if that's a vein that you know you've, you've you've been able to um you know create with a whole bunch of artists that just wanted because you know i've been i mean you talk about mediums like i've literally been creating fine art with crayon you know what i'm saying 
I, I didn't one day I, I didn't have nothing to draw with, so I just picked up my daughter's crayons and I just started drawing. I was like, oh, it's kind of fun, you know. James, uh, don't yeah. you dare bring up Cy Twombly. I was gonna say, like, don't you dare, <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. Oh, you know what that up. does to me. You know what that does to me. You don't want to get me started. <laughs> bring it up. No, it up. so it's but I think what you're what you're saying is is valid. Spirit, it's like that. There are um, there are people who use crayon. There isn't like a, there. You're gonna have detractors, right? But there's also an audience. Right there, there, there's an audience out there. You make art, there's an audience out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just, I believe that's true. And you know? Henry, Henry, when you're talking about the work that you create, you're not using a crayon. You are using what's known as a wax pastel. <laughs> oh, wax pastel. I dig it. Terminology can be a very big difference. It's true. Facts. <laughs> because that's that's technically what it is it's a wax based it is pastel crayon mm-hmm. you know so i mean so if you're exhibiting artwork you know maybe you don't want to say this was done using crayola you know maybe it this the medium was uh wax pastel just <laughs> like just, just as a thought yeah no that's good i, I like mm-hmm. it um that definitely changes the presentation well, I think, you know, there's, um, there does really raise, you know, there is a question that does get raised and that's, a you know, archivalness, right? How long lasting are the, the materials that you're using? And so um, it's, it's, a, it's just an aspect of the work that you make. If you're using, like, you know, to reference something that Kyle said earlier, uh, you know, technical pencil on printer paper, right? Um, so like, depending on the type of material, it says something about the work just, and Jason brought it up earlier, like linen canvas. Mm-hmm. It's always been, you know, throughout the history of collecting, you know, whether in the West with linen canvases or in the East with the finest silks or something, whatever ground it is that you're going to be putting your work against, it ends up becoming, you know, it's, it's as much a part of the work. So you know, I, I do think that there, there is something to be, you know, to be thought about, but if you're, you know, you're using, you're using a humble material to make something, you know, to make something uh, incredibly beautiful, there's nothing wrong with it. It may have a, it may have a shorter lifespan, right? Because all, all artwork will have, well, I mean, nothing lasts forever. Mona Lisa's falling apart, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, the like, Sistine Chapel is like, I mean, the uh, yeah. uh the, the Last Supper is like barely there, yeah, it's barely there, you know. So, you know, so it's so there isn't like some ultimate thing that's gonna like that's gonna completely you know get rid of this negativity that you know, art is gonna art will die, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, like if you, you know, so you do something in a wax pastel from the Crayola company <laughs> and it, you know, it gets a little bit of sunlight on it. It's going to, it's going to suck the juice, you know, going to suck the, the pigment right out of that where there might be something that's, that could last a little bit longer. It depends on what you're, you know, what you're trying to say with your work. It depends on what the work is. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a study. Maybe it's sort of, you know, it's going to be for a, you know, uh, it, if you want to, if you want to sell, this is something that I think does go to go to, if you want to sell work, that's a, that 
commands a higher price, right? You want a collector to buy it. You don't want them coming back to you in a couple years, you know, and saying like, where, where to go, you know? Same thing with your, like, your tattoos, right? If, you know, if you're, if, you know, if a tattoo doesn't heal correctly, <laughs> they come back and you're like, oh, you know, you got to fix that shit. Uh, you know, if, if you're, you know, so it's, it's worth doing a little bit of that research, that work into understanding your, your materials. So that way you get, you know, you get a product that you, you know, what's, you know what it is. You know what I mean? I, I think that, does that make sense? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. one of those things that I think, uh, you know, I guess I always related those two things like learning about the archival properties of, you know, of art materials and then thinking exactly, you know, thinking about like tattoo longevity, you know, it's like, how long is this tattoo going to last? How long, you know, like if you do the lettering too tight, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you do that lettering too tight, they're going to come back to you in a, in a, you know, a year or two and be like, Hey, what the hell? Or even dragon's teeth. I've, I've got a really good example of that on my arm. <laughs> I think it, I think we probably all do. We all got, <laughs> if you got more than one tattoo, you probably got a bad one. So unless it's a bodysuit by Jason Leeser, you know, then you're. <laughs> yeah, but that thing's gonna have like half inch thick outlines on it. <laughs> that that will still look exactly the way it is because it's gonna be super huge. Um, well, it's it's a it's a process probably of it, like well it is earning you know like. Not only the development of work, but also like how you understand it, um, what it is, right? What it is materially speaking. So, you know, what's this paint going to do? You know, is it going to, is, is this the right varnish for your paint, right? Or is this the right surface to be working your media? There isn't a necessarily a right answer, but there are, there are certainly like ways that might, that might yield the results you're going for you know, like more, more effectively, more efficiently, you know, it it could, it could be a, you know, Banksy shredded that painting. We all saw that, right? That was, yeah. Yeah. And it increased in value. How does that happen? Because he did it. (laughs) It went from 2 million, two and a half million dollars to like $6 million instantly. Well, yeah, we all we all ascribe a surplus value to things, right? That that don't necessarily deserve it. But that's the magic of you know commodity. So um, that's that's another show. But I think that we um, uh, it was really it was really great, like getting a chance to to catch up with everybody. Amber, I didn't want to leave you out. Like Amber, what do you, do you have anything you want to want to share? Um, the only thing I'm working you? on right now is still in the thumbnail stages. Ah. I've got an idea in my head and I'm trying to work out the logistics of it so it'll actually work on the paper. So right now I'm just in the thumbnail stage of my next project. That's outstanding. I, yeah, that is, it's such a great way to work. Um, I really believe in, I really believe in that process. Thumbnails. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like making a, an outline for a, you know, if you're going to make a presentation or a paper or like, you know, sort of, like a, a plan an art show, probably, right? You need to have all of these rough sketches, these really small ones, right? Where you sort of figure out like, you know, all of the, all of the aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way you have a better sense. Before you start really, you know, like uh, devoting your, you know, your energy into it, like you have you've sort of taken some time to compose it, in a, you know, slightly. I think that's, um, 
it's it's easy to sort of just jump in and dive into the details, right? But like yeah. Kyle was showing us this morning with uh, with um, with your animation of your process, we were able to see what happened when he sort of started with this sort of basic shape, right? Just there was like a little bit of form and value and stuff, and then he had the shadow shape for the eyes and the mouth and nose, and then like from it, like all the great details, we were able to sort of lavish on all that attention, all the detail. I think that's the that's the part that we see, you know what I mean? But the part that we understand is, of course, like the design. Because drawing is design, and design is drawing, and one sort of necessarily, you know, comes out of the other. Um, so, anyway, I, I this has been awesome. Um, I think uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, so let's have a couple of sign-offs here. Um, uh, Amber, give us your sign-off since we were just talking to you. Okay, my name is Amber Mordain. You can find me at Luxury Tattoos and Permanent Cosmetics in Garber City, New Jersey. And you can find me on all social media platforms under Amber Mordain. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was, uh, it's oh, great. Again, it was really great seeing you. Um, you too. I can't wait to see those thumbnails, see the next project. So excited for I that. can't wait to start it. Cool. Yeah, cool. Steven, we got a chance to see some of your work today. Thank you so much for sharing it, um, letting me share it. And, um, you know, it's so I just I'm, you know, I really love the creativity, of course. And like like you were saying, like this upcycling of, you know, different materials. And, um, but then I don't know, like thinking about presentation, thinking about the frame. Right. Like we were talking about, like everything's a part of the work. Right. The frame that you're sort of, you know, you're going to showcase, you know, some other object, but like. It's this presentation that I think is that's what makes it special, and so I'm, you know, I'm again. It's it's really a privilege to to see this sort of developing. And um, give us your sign off. Thank you, James. Um, Stephen Jesse, you can find me at stephenjessetattoos.com and on Instagram at Stephen Jesse. And if you want to check out my cabinets, it's on Instagram at Cowabunga Cabinets. Oh, fuck yeah! Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Um, appreciate the work. Thank you. Uh, Kyle. Uh, my name is Kyle Olson. Um, you can get a hold of me on Instagram at Olson underscore tattoos, O-L-S-O-N. Um, I'm out of, uh, Tucson, Arizona. And, uh, thanks, thanks for having us, James. Uh, I always, always enjoy the, the sessions that we have. Um, I, I thank everybody for, for the insights as well. Um, that's going to help immensely with the, the piece. So, uh, thank thank you, everybody. No, thank you. It was really great getting a chance to see the see your work and um, share your process with us. Um, and then, yeah, like going up for crit, you're like a volunteered for it. Like you volunteered as tribute, and so it was uh, <laughs> it was excellent. Yeah, it was it was excellent getting a chance to sort of uh, you know um, just give you some feedback on it. Like was good for us too, mm -hmm. right? So thank you very much for doing that. Yeah, it. it's it's uh, definitely a crazy concept where like earlier in the art career like you're you're kind of like I was afraid of like other people's opinions and stuff like that on the piece like oh it's good terrible terrible but like as time goes on it's more and more like no what's your opinion no what's your opinion you know, like asking everybody and it just it helps out it's cool it's such a cool thing just to collaborate with everybody it's awesome thank you spirit I don't think 
I don't think we got a chance to see what, what, you, what else were you working on? Did you want to, did you want to share anything with us? Did I, did uh, we, did we over you? Want yeah, to share? Uh, if you want. <laughs> well, I will say that, um, I, uh, got a lot out of the last show that I had where you guys helped me out with, um, the composition of that tattoo that was going on that girl's thigh. Um, I did post it on my Instagram. Um, I think you saw it. Yeah, I think you did see it. You liked it. Um, it's on her thigh. It was girl flowers, lion. It really helped out. Like, it, yeah, it, I opened it up and put some negative space in there. Uh, and uh, yeah, just like uh, Kyle was talking about, just kind of opening yourself up to, you know, other people's opinions does sometimes help, you know, like with artists and stuff. But I'm working on this little uh, wax pastel drawing if you'd like to see i mean this is kind Absolutely. of a, a fine art theory of curve edge how do i switch this out here we go so is, is this and i'm just kind of trying to put it together it's very basic you know what i'm saying like first i'll go in with the darker the reds and the blues and the greens and stuff like that so but yeah, Caravaggio. you know caravaggio oh yes my boy i'm a caravagist nice very cool. Um, Thank you. I was, uh, I really was just thinking about um, this idea, like, you know, uh, I'm going to talk about it, probably talk about this, you know, at Hell City and next week a little bit, but, you know, this exercise, right, you do like, you do warm-up exercises or strengthen your eye and your hand, and then also like observation and then imagination. So, but I think when we're when we're when we're drawing from observation, like from real life objects, it helps us. I think you can take that further into like when you're using photo reference. Mm -hmm. right? So when you're using any kind of reference, it's like there's going to be this point where like you end up. It's you, right? It's your hand, and you know, like because you know, it's like there's only one Caravaggio, right? But there's only one spirit. So mm -hmm. these are the things that you end up sort of like that. At a certain point, it becomes you know, what you end up doing to it, but I just, I can't help but to sort of see like this development, like you working observationally and how it's sort of like lending itself to, you know, using a photo reference, you know what I mean? I think that, I think that like, um, I think they're very related and I just, uh, I love seeing this development. So, um, so it's very cool. And I'm, you know, I like, I like, I like wax pastels. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that wax pastel boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wax pastel crew. No. Yeah, it is that. Um, yeah, it is that uh, constant work, just like you were saying, just that constant rendering. Um, and uh, one of the things that I learned in in art history is that by studying art history is that, uh, especially during the Renaissance, like if you wanted to be a painter, you, you they wouldn't even let you draw from real life they you had to sit down and draw their paintings before they would let you draw real life um so i've been uh just kind of implementing that a lot lately because i don't know it's just, it's kind of boring to draw an apple you know what i'm saying sometimes you know it's boring to draw a pen, whatever you know sometimes i do want to sit at the foot of these master these masterful creations and recreate them and spend time with them and figure out what makes them uh beautiful and if i can kind of take those same elephants elements and put them in my you know my my humble medium and if i can kind of recreate the same feeling 
that I'm my my subconscious is learning a whole hell of a lot here. Um, you know. Well, I guess uh, you know the um, I I definitely you know I agree with what you're saying. My only my only thought is like I love to find that you know like drawing something boring is like find the transcendent in that sort of humble thing, just like you're doing with your medium. Mm. Just like, you know what I mean? So like okay. you're, you're working on the master copy. That's outstanding. Same thing, same thing with your Apple example. You know what I mean? Like find something about like you, cause you can't even, cause we can't ever really capture it. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be more to it, right? There's, there's something that's just always going to be lacking in representation. It just is the way. But like, oh, that's actually really good advice. Actually. Well, just I'm I'm just meaning, you know, all I mean is that like, trying to find that like, that something, you know what I mean? That like that, because the same thing, like, because you could equally bored copying, you know, Caravaggio, and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you could get like this is monotonous and boring. So, again, there's always going to be this like, thing when the piece is done, and it's like it's, you know you're going to be let down somewhat, right? The art show will, yeah. will go on and, and it's like uh -huh. this big letdown at the end of it. Cause it's not, you know, you'll, it's like realizing that like doing it, doing the drawing, producing the show, doing the tattoo. That's where the, that's where the joy is, right? That's where the, the magic really lies. I, I'm, that's I'm, a good point, Mr. Wisdom. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Uh, well, no, I, I, I just, it's a good note. Really I love, good, I love good, what you're doing uh, that you're working hard and like, you know, cause you tattoo every day. And so yeah. you're like working on your, you're working on your, on yourself. And that's, mm -hmm. that's an inspiration. So thank you. Yeah. Cool. Y'all can find me at Tattoos by Spirit on all social media. Tattoos by Spirit, everything spelled correctly, all one word, lowercase. Yeah. Thank you, Spirit. Uh, thank you, Jason Leeser, please. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on today and, and talking about your projects, your art show. Um, Give us your sign-offs. Uh, so you guys can find me on Instagram at Philly Inc. You can also find me on Sundays at 1 p.m. for the Skill Building Sunday Drawing Group here on the Reinventing the Tattoo Network. Um, and if you guys are interested in asking questions during the interview on Monday the 22nd, uh, once again, that is a live interview with Harry Ribeiro from San Diego. Um, that is Monday, the 22nd at 12 p.m. Eastern time, uh, which is 9 a.m. West Coast time. Um, you're more than welcome to jump on. It'll be live on YouTube and here and everywhere else. So, yeah, feel free to uh, ask some questions there. Otherwise, hit me up on Instagram at Philly Inc. Um, you can always email me to Jason at reinventingthetattoo.com. That's awesome. Yeah, again, thank you so much for coming on. Um, looking forward to the interview. Um, so cool, the this art show. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like buzzing from it, thinking about it. So, Dude, it's yeah. it's kept me up for the past like three weeks, just well, trying to figure out what funny. else needs to be done and how I can make things easier for the artists because that's that's my main concern. I just want people to like make art and then have me take care of like the back end so I can display everything for them, right? I'll, I'll take care of all of that stuff. I just want people to create art to be displayed, possibly sold. Um, and I'm also thinking about if the show goes well, making some kind of a book or a print portfolio with all of the pieces in it, you know, for sale to help 
compensate for cost and all that stuff. Um, but right now I'm looking at, if I do the print portfolio, it'll be a 13 by 19 print portfolio of one of each of the pieces that get exhibited in the show uh, with credit to each artist on them. So it's going to be a, a nice little like, you know, frameable thing that people can get if they want to get that. And then they can, you know, frame them all or frame a few of them or don't frame any of them and just hold on to it for posterity's sake. That's fine too. I don't care. Um, but, you know, I'd figure one collection of like 50, 13 by 19 prints is, you know, it's not going to be cheap, but, you know, if done right, could generate quite a buzz as well maybe i'll turn it into you know a hardbound book like suits made to fit from the new school collective um, well uh yeah who knows but bodies on bodies i don't know man Think bodies about- on bodies <laughs> bodies <laughs> of work yeah sure yeah do work it's uh that's the, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing thank you jason really appreciate it thank you everybody You're again welcome. Uh, this has been Drawing for Tattooers. Uh, I'm James Wisdom. You can find me on social media at Tattooing Wisdom. Um, happy drawing, everyone.